Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here today with my really sweet friend, Kathy, which I'm very excited about. This is Kathy Claude. Hello. She is the wife of Andy Claude, which is one of our pastors at our church, and they have been dear friends of ours for, like, how many years have you lived in Southern Illinois? Eight years. Eight years, which is... This November. Crazy to think about. So, introductions, do you want to tell a little about yourself? Sure. Um, We were originally from North Carolina, moved here eight years ago to, um, ultimately, to plant the church that we're currently at. So, um, God led us to... Um, Southern Illinois through um, Jared and Jordan, and now we're here, and Christ Church has been, what, six going on seven years, Mm -hmm. so really exciting stuff. Yeah. Okay, so Andy is a really good cook, which is something that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. One of the reasons that I invited you to talk about this topic is because you guys are such good cooks. Thank you. So Andy and Kathy had a meatball truck, food truck business that is legendary in southern illinois and andy is just a really good cook all around you are a very good cook too too. but andy's meatballs are like the the best the best the best ever the best and the marinara's oh yes i can't eat anybody else's marinara i know it ruins you for life yeah so they really like cooking in their house so what is one of your favorite things that andy makes for dinner it is called pasta alio e olio and I practiced that with him about 20 times this morning. <laughs> okay. I've it's, never heard of that it's before. It's crazy easy, and it's literally just garlic and oil. So pasta with garlic and oil. Hence the aioli, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that what garlic is? And then olio, olive, like okay. olive oil. And it's, it's this olive oil mixture. You start cold, chunks of garlic in it with... Um, uh, crushed red peppers in it and then you bring it up to temperature and Mm -hmm. then on the side you're also boiling linguine or um any kind of pasta that you're thinking of um noodle like like long wise spaghetti would work too okay Uh, but linguine is traditional and then you once the olive oil is up to temperature it's got this really nice garlicky Mm. crushed red pepper flavor and you put the oil the noodles into the sauce into the olive oil don't drain them um you use some pasta water to kind of thicken it. Okay. And then like all good Italian dishes, you end it with butter and Parmesan Reggiano. If you have Reggiano, okay. just regular Parmesan is fine too, but if you can yeah. use the Parmesan Reggiano. And that's it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really, really simple. Um, Do you put like a meat or anything in it? Or? You can. We okay. have done, we've seared some chicken before, some yeah. chicken breasts. And that's really good just to pair alongside of it, but just the pasta, that garlic. It's so simple and delicious. It's very I simple. I want to try this. Yeah. Uh, he actually sent me a, a YouTube video text this morning. Maybe I can send it to you guys. <gasps> hey, yes, yeah, I'll put it on the Fruitful and Fearless website. Yeah. It's really, really easy. And then if you say it to your family, you know, if yeah. you say it correctly. You say those they, words, those yeah, fancy words. Those fancy words. They think that you've made this amazing yeah. dish, which you have. Mm-hmm. But it's but it really easy. Yeah. That sounds so good. Yes. I'm going to have to try that. It's very I easy. love pasta. Yes. And... Andy taught me that it's actually important to pay attention to the time that pasta yes. is supposed to be cooked. So that too. Yes. And I always just like, uh, it, 
I'll taste one and it's probably cooked enough mm-hmm. and I always make it way too mushy. Yes. But then whenever you guys have made pasta for us before, I'm like, oh my gosh, an al dente noodle is like a marvelous thing. It's a big deal. And you have to make it that way. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, like you said, it's too mushy. Yeah. Um, or too hard if you do it the opposite yes, direction. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate a really good noodle now. Yes. Have you ever made homemade noodles? No, we have not. Okay. We need to get an actual noodle press. But I got one for really Christmas easy. a couple years ago, yeah. and I do just like an egg noodle recipe mm-hmm. that you, you put flour and salt and then make a little well and put mm-hmm. eggs in it, and you just mix it up, and it makes like a hard dough. Nice. And then the kids really love doing it with me because you like oh, yeah. crank it through the pasta press. Is it called a pasta press? What are those called? Noodle maker thingy. And then mine makes the Alfredo noodles or linguine noodles. Yes. Nice. And uh, spaghetti noodles, and or you can just do like lasagna style nice. flat yeah. noodle. Mm-hmm. So it's That's really good. cool. I think there's even attachment for the KitchenAid, which is cool. Yes, actually, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. You said that before. I think Allie Porter mm-hmm. does that. I think so. Which is pretty cool. Yes. But my favorite thing that Jared makes is smoked meat, which he got the smoker a couple years ago at a yard sale. And he has been smoking meat, and that is, like, a fantastic Mm -hmm. addition (laughs) to our meals. I'm like, man, the hardest part is done because he has this, like, now smoking meat hobby, which is really cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, I really like that. a whole different level of flavor to the Mm -hmm. meat when you smoke it. Yeah. It's really good. Brianna Scroggins gave me a recipe that's in the Fruitful and Fearless cookbook, and it's um, smoked pork butt, and you inject it. The night before. Nice. Have you ever injected meat? It's really crazy. Not really. Okay, well, it, like, swells up. It feels like a science (laughs) experiment, but (laughs) you inject it with, like, an apple juice mixture the night before, and then you put a dry rub on it, and then there's, like, at this many hours you do this, at this many hours you do this. It's, like, a little bit of a process, but it's amazing. Like, so good. So, anyways, I'm a real big fan of the smoked meat. That's good. So, Kathy and I are here today to talk about gratitude and Thanksgiving. It's November, so Thanksgiving yes. is upon us. Have you started planning your Thanksgiving meal and all that? Uh, yes. Uh, we have extra family coming this year. Oh, cool. And we have extra family that's already living here, too. Mm-hmm. So we're um, literally thinking of two turkeys, maybe. Ooh. We like to do a lot of the like leftover things of um, soups and casseroles and yeah. whatnots afterwards. So mm-hmm. we like to use a lot of leftovers. Yeah. So I made a turkey turkey tetrazzini one year with leftover turkey and it was really good yeah and really easy it's like a you know creamy Mm pasta turkey leftover turkey situation it's really good and turkey broth is like my favorite now with Mm -hmm. a leftover turkey carcass so good yes it helps with all the extra things that's the the base of our soups and whatnot yeah the rest of the year Mm -hmm. it's really good yeah cool so also thanksgiving when it comes to the christian life so the life of the christian is one of thanksgiving When we rightly understand the magnitude of God's grace, we can't help but respond in thanksgiving. And that's kind of the premise of what I wanted to talk a little bit to you about, about just whenever we rightly think through Christians aren't deserving, we aren't, our humanity is not deserving of God's grace, that it's Mm -hmm. because of what Christ has done for us. Mm -hmm. I think that is a paradigm shift that I had whenever I was probably in my early 20s of, for a long time I struggled with why do bad things things happen to quote-unquote good people, you know? Just thinking about why bad things happen, that was hard for me to think through for a long time until until it was brought to my attention, like, actually, we deserve nothing from God. We don't deserve our next breath. The common grace of God, even to non-believers, is absolutely astounding when Mm -hmm. you think of it, that we have oxygen to breathe, that we have sunshine, that even non-believers get to look on the leaves that are changing and 
and how amazing that is, mm-hmm. um, that God has been incredibly grace, gracious with humanity that sinned against a perfectly, perfectly holy God. Mm-hmm. When we really understand that God is really that holy and that humanity has really sinned against a perfectly holy God mm-hmm. and where we actually are really that depraved, then when you think about grace, then we should overflow with gratitude and be like, man, I didn't deserve anything, not even breath in my lungs. I don't deserve anything from the Lord, but he's been abundantly gracious with me Mm -hmm. my entire life. Like above anything that I could imagine, God has been so gracious to me. And Mm -hmm. even if it was only my salvation, if if I lived in a gutter other than God saved me, you Mm -hmm. know, um, that would still have been incredibly gracious to me. And and I would have a life that I could get be thankful and have gratitude my entire life if I lived in a gutter, but God saved me. And I had um, Christ's righteousness. Like, that is enough to be thankful my entire life. Mm -hmm. But I think whenever you start thinking through this gratitude and what did I actually deserve, Mm -hmm. I deserve hell. And when I actually think about that, it's like, man, a gratitude and a thankfulness bubbles up within you. Mm -hmm. You're like, I can't deny it. I can't deny Thanksgiving all year long because of what Christ has done. Yes. It's good to have that that mindset all year long, like you said, because it it is a constant thing. It's nice that this time of year it kind of focuses in on gratitude. Families are more encouraged to get together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you have uh, family issues, you know, you're still kind of, that's expected even in the the secular world of getting together with that Mm -hmm. that weird uncle or whatever that you have. (laughs) You still kind of have that expectation because it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that it, it focuses us to be able to do that, um, but it's it should be an all year thing. And I think for Christians it can be uh, can be shown in this time period to the non believing world. This mm-hmm. is the way that it should be all the time. Yeah, you know, we should always be like this. So yeah, I, I love the song that we did for family worship last November. I don't. What's the name? I give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. We were wandering and lost. And our Father brought us home to a safe dwelling place, to a feast of joy and laughter. I think it's just so good things. For He is good. But man, it's just such good. It's such good lyrics, and I love singing it with the kids. Of just like, man, we were wandering and lost, and our Father brought us home. Oh, I love it. I just love thinking about. We have a Father that that rescued us, that brought us home. And just cool to think about in light of Thanksgiving traditions with our family. Yes. And then I like 2 Corinthians 4.15. We just read this the other day in our Bible plan that we're doing Mm -hmm. with our church. It says, For it was all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So it's just this mark of believers that we are a people of thanksgiving, that we want grace to extend to more and more people so that thanksgiving will increase, mm-hmm. so that the glory of God may increase. And I, that's why I think the catechism questions that we do with our family are just so helpful. And I wish that I would have done those as a child because mm-hmm. it answers all these big questions that I like struggled through early in life, mm-hmm. uh, early adulthood, mm-hmm. um, that it's like, man, why do we exist? Why do I exist? Why am I here? Yeah. It's like, oh. There's a catechism question for that, right. to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Mm-hmm. But how do you glorify God? That's something that I yeah. literally asked Jared when we were early married. What's it mean to glorify God? How do you do that? What, what is glorifying God? Mm-hmm. And the catechism response that our kids say is to, by loving and Him and obeying Him. What He commands. Yeah, by doing what He, what he commands. Mm-hmm. 
that's just so helpful to give as a gift to our children of here are the answers to these questions that you're probably going to stumble across at some point in your life that you're going to be like, why am I here? Well, you're here to glorify God. You don't have to figure out every detail of your life Mm -hmm. and your existence. And then also in the second Corinthians passage, uh, by giving thanks to him that the glory of God may increase. And I remember Jared's response to me whenever we were first married. This is how you glorify God. Be thankful. Give him thanks. Mm. And I, I just, I'm the kind of person that those kind of handles are really helpful for me. Oh, okay. This is how I can glorify him, by giving thanks to him. Yes. By obeying him, by loving him. Mm-hmm. So that's just really helpful for me. I love yes. that passage that thanksgiving may increase. That that's why we want more believers. We want more people to glorify God. We want more people to give thanks to Him. That we want to share this grace of God with everyone that we can because we want God to receive more and more thanksgiving, more and more glory. I can remember a, uh, a time in college, in my um, college ministry at church, that the teacher was going through, what is your purpose? Is it is it your major that you're going through? Is that what your purpose in life is, to be a teacher or, or a doctor or an engineer, whatever your degree is in? And he took us to Ecclesiastes, talking about the chief and a man is to glorify God, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is what we have to do, to glorify God. That's what exists. Is that's, that's, that's our purpose, to yeah. glorify God and, mm-hmm. and enjoy Him forever. So it's nice that we're able to do that early with our kids, mm-hmm. that they don't have, they're not in college thinking, yeah. what am I doing yeah. with my life and, yeah. and, and whatnot? They don't have to do that. Yeah. So. so how does gratitude shape our outlook on life? Mm-hmm. I think having hope, when you have gratitude, you have hope of knowing and acknowledging what we have and um, that God gives us the good gifts that we have. Uh, I can hope expectantly in future circumstances because of what God has given me currently, what he's given me in the past. I can look forward to things like future gifts that, that we're asking for that we'd like yeah. to see in our life. Mm-hmm. We can look for that and say, you know, God's provided a, a house for us in the past, for example. Mm-hmm. And as we're moving forward, uh, possibly being able to buy our own home, Andy and I, I can look expectantly thinking that God's going to provide us a place to, right. to own of our own mm-hmm. uh, because he's done that before. He's yeah. provided us it's a place faithful. Yes, mm-hmm. in the past. Also, joy. I feel like uh, gratitude gives us joy. Yeah. Um, it gives us, because we, we are able to look around what we have and say, God, thank you for for my children. Thank you for my husband. There, I, I mean, I remember times in my life thinking, I, I got married at, at, technically I was 26, but Andy and I were dating at 25. I remember thinking, this is so funny now because how young you are at 20, yeah. 24, you know, looking at your life and there's no prospects and I'm never going to get married and all my friends are getting married and how, how difficult that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, finding a husband and finding, you know, having children, that what joy that brings to be able to have those things happen to us. Um, that we're not pining after other things, we're not waiting for the next thing, or um, unhappy, unsettled in our current times. We can look around and, and have joy yeah. in what we're given. Um, in conjunction with that, I think also peace. We can have peace, that gratitude settles us with what we have and gives us peace. Um, that we, if we don't have it, God hasn't ordained us to have it. Right, you know? there's contentment there. Yes, contentment, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think just thinking through, like like you said, if we don't have it at that moment, God doesn't want us to have it at right. that moment. Or that he wants us to have something else more. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's something there's else something. that he has for us yes. that is more important than that thing that mm-hmm. we are longing for. Yeah. And just having contentment in that and, and looking around and being thankful for what is in our life is such a key part of just living in joy. Not having covetousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that that 
I think we need to sometimes name that sin more yes. than we do because of, oh, I just, I don't know why God's not giving me this. And, well, maybe you're sinning and you're longing for it. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not just praying and expecting, maybe you're coveting in it. I think we just have to examine our hearts sometimes of like, okay, God, help me be content. Help me to not sin in my longing, but to be thankful for what we do have in front of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do we be grateful even in times of difficulty? Kathy and I have been together through the trenches many times. So how do we be content and thankful even and joyful even through times of difficulty? Mm-hmm. In times of difficulty, I think it makes us circle the wagons, take account of what we have. Mm-hmm. Again, this kind of um, peace that can settle on us because we're able to look and see here's the things that we can count that God has given to us Mm -hmm. that we can be grateful for. Um, And difficulty being uh, such a common part of life, Mm -hmm. you know, that we have to expect it almost. Uh, Not that we have to be Debbie Downers all the time. Right. You know, that things are always going to work out for the worst. Uh, Certainly shouldn't be that way. Right. Um, But to see it, to see it as a possibility to, um, to count what we have around us and thank God for it. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with just with having the hope that we have that in our difficulty, in our struggles and our pain that we have experienced, having hope that you know, God is seeing us through, gratitude that even his presence sometimes, that, that, that maybe that's one of the only things that you can count mm-hmm. is just his, his presence in those quiet moments where... You know, you're in the kitchen or something, and you're you're thinking about it again, and you're crying again. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you turn on the, the Christian station that you've got, and it's got a, a new song that comes up that specifically speaks to something that you're going through, and you thank God for that. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for that particular thing that yeah. is, is speaking to me in this time. Uh, and even just His presence as you're doing that, it can be healing yeah. in, the, in difficulties. Mm-hmm. So. We just read Job 38 this morning, yes. and I love that chapter mm-hmm. for times of difficulty because mm-hmm. I can often tend to war against God's purposes mm-hmm. and be like, nope, 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 not the hard things. Right. <laughs> Don't want to do that. <laughs> not the hard things. But um, but just in Job 38 that where he's like, where were you mm-hmm. when I did this? Where were you? Can, can you loose the cords of Orion? Mm-hmm. Can you tell what's in the depths of the ocean? Right. I can. He's telling Job, why question me? Mm-hmm. And that just helps me to lean into the Lord. His ways are so incredibly higher than our ways that I can't even fathom. I know nothing about the stars the way that God yeah. knows about the stars. I know nothing about the oceans, and I can't tell the oceans where to stop, but mm-hmm. he does. And there's just a bigness to God in that mm-hmm. chapter that helps me to rest in him. Of I can't even fathom the things that God mm-hmm. has complete control over. Right. And he tells us to trust him and to not fear and to know that he will provide and Mm -hmm. to know that he'll take care of us. Just such a good chapter for seasons of difficulty to rest in him and to be content and to be thankful for serving a God that is that big. Mm -hmm. I love the ghost ship song for that chapter too. Mm That's so good. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't heard that, check out Ghost Ship. Where Were You? I think it's called. Yes. Ghost Ship. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's see. What else? Okay. First Thessalonians five mm-hmm. sixteen through eighteen. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. So if you are going through a season of difficulty where you're, where you're wondering like what is God's will in this for me, 
Give thanks in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's God's will for you in this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. You can know those three things are for sure God's will for you in seasons of plenty and in seasons of difficulty. Like, I know that God wants me to rejoice always. So that means even through season of difficulty, I can rejoice. Mm -hmm. I know he wants me to pray without ceasing. I'm going to pray about this. Bring it to the Lord. Ask him what I should do. Ask him to continue to be with us and to help us through this Mm -hmm. and to give thanks in all circumstances. I love it that that's in scripture. Give Mm -hmm. thanks in all circumstances because it it makes you think that even in difficulty, I should be giving thanks. Right. Um, So that we should find things in difficulty to give thanks for. And um, whenever our kids are sick, I guess their benefit of being sick is they get to sleep in a pallet in our room. And it's kind of... I don't know, it kind of happened out of convenience because I wanted to check on them in the middle of the night mm-hmm. or check their temperature if they're all sick or whatever. Yeah. And so now it's just became a tradition that if you're sick, they get to sleep in our room. Mm-hmm. And it's helpful for me to think about those kind of things with the Lord. Whenever you're going through seasons of difficulty, there are sweetnesses mm-hmm. that you get that you don't get any other time. Yeah. There's a nearness to mm-hmm. your Father that you get. Mm-hmm. There's a safeness in knowing that there's no hope but in Christ. There's mm-hmm. no hope but going to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It is like a circling of the wagons of like, let's bring it back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's focus on what needs to be focused on here. There's special sweetness with difficulty that yeah. I want to not miss mm-hmm. uh, when we are in those kind of things because it's easy to. Like I said, it's easy for me to war against his purposes. But there is a lot to give thanks for, even in difficulty and, and also in plenty. Like, yeah. there has been times where I've looked out the window and seen the kids playing and just had a happy moment and been like, God, help me be faithful in plenty. Mm-hmm. Help me be faithful in a season of plenty and just joy and fun and good. Help me be faithful in plenty and mm-hmm. to not fear when the shoe's going to drop, you know? Yes. And But to just be present in the good and the plenty also. That reminds me of, conversely, when um, Nancy Wilson talks about this in her book, Contentment, about mm-hmm. worrying about things mm-hmm. that have not happened, where she talks about uh, God is not, if you're worrying about a particular situation, fill in the blank of your own personal life, you're not actually in that particular situation, so God is not giving you the grace to walk through that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think about um, like a big fear of losing a spouse, losing mm-hmm. your husband. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big fear. Honestly, it's a big fear of mine. Mm-hmm. But that should not be a fear mm-hmm. because I'm not walking through that. You know, like right. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be something that I sit and, and worry about because mm-hmm. I'm not going through that. Thank the Lord right now. Yeah. And I don't want. I don't ever want to. Of course. Right. But there is a possibility. Of course, just in life, it doesn't give us the grace for those particular situations and to actually going right. through them. Right. So all we're doing is sitting around worrying about it and, mm-hmm. and having that stress on us without God's grace. Right. To like go and worrying about it, it doesn't build up some kind of right. a stockpile yeah. of preparedness, yeah. like grace preparedness. It doesn't work like that. Yes. It's whatever season that you're in, God's grace is sufficient for you. Yes. So in those moments that, that you will go through, those sweet times that, mm-hmm. that you were talking about, those are reserved for those for mm-hmm. those times, you know, not for the times that you're the possibilities of things that could happen, but yeah. the, when you're actually going through them. Right. That's cool. Okay, so let's talk about actual Thanksgiving dinner okay. stuff at our house. Sounds good. So tell me about things that you guys do for Thanksgiving. What are your traditional dishes? Uh, we typically do the... Um, the Green bean casserole. I actually have done that since I was a child because it's my favorite. Do you put water chestnuts in your green bean casserole? No. <laughs> you looked at me like, no, because I'm not a sicko. <laughs> I like water chestnuts. Okay. I'm not sure if the crunch, I don't think that would go over very well. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Um, I, I like them in like 
um, spinach artichoke dip is really good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. I love water chestnuts. Jared hates them, <laughs> so I don't put them in anything. Do you put them in like half of your casserole no. and then like you do the pizza? Mark it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll hate this side. Um, <laughs> no, my mom also put them in her chicken pot pie. Oh, neat. I love that. Okay. But yeah, I don't do it because I don't yeah. want to torture him. But okay. I'm just curious if anyone else does that. You can make like a small one. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. It's okay. not that important to me to have the water <laughs> right. chestnuts. I'll just have a can of snacking water chestnuts yeah, there on you the go. side. There you go. Well, crazy healthy, I'm sure. So they're really good. So we like that. We like. Uh, I I currently make my mom's dressing that she used to make. She made. She does the cornbread like a big cake of cornbread with a bunch of extra sage, the night before, the day before, something like that. Lets it dry out, you know, in the oven a little bit, uh, and then remakes it into a cornbread casserole okay the, for the dressing i've never had dressing made with cornbread before yeah uh they do make some in the box i mean if you want like a cornbread versus the bread uh-huh. so but it just gives you that cornbread yum feel to that it. sounds awesome yeah i made our dressing last year with leftover sourdough and it oh, was good it was good. a completely different texture yeah. it was like more chewy yeah kind of mm-hmm. a instead of like the a little bit mushiness mm-hmm. of this was like a harder chewier okay it was good yeah, i liked it, it but it was definitely different that's a good way to use your sourdough mm-hmm. i uh i can't get away though without talking about andy's turkey uh, andy's turkey yeah is amazing yeah it has become the sparks family turkey recipe as well it's it's a really great way to do any kind of whole bird yeah so you can do even like a small chicken throughout the year you can do the exact same oh i should try that yeah we've done Mm -hmm. the exact same way you just let it brine in the dry brine Mm -hmm. it's a dry brine he got it from the art of manliness if you're looking it up i'll put that Um, link in the website too i'll put all this stuff yeah sounds great it's it's awesome it's a dry brine the night before it's like a cup of salt with we like to use herb de provence Uh, fancy fancy (laughs) it is in the stores you can find it at your grocery store Mm -hmm. um which I, I didn't think that I could find that, but I surprised it. Found it. Yeah, yeah, it was at Kroger. Cool. So, no big deal. Um, and it's, but it is a cup of salt, but you wash it off the next morning. So if that freaks yeah. you out, there's like so much salt, you wash it off. It scared uh, me the first time. Yeah. Like, this is going to be really salty. so much salt. But yeah. it's not. It, once, it, you, yeah. once you, once you, once you wash it. Just it just tenderizes it and makes it super juicy. It does. It does. You got to dry it really well, put the salt all over it, let it sit all night long. And then you, you, in the morning, wash it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to lay our bird on some, like, apples and I think we, we don't use oranges. I always think we do. Apples and carrots and celery and onions. We lay it on that and, and, and then we bake it. Um, you wa- After you wash it off, you, re- you put st- the herbs on it again, uh, put butter all over it, mm-hmm. like softened butter. Yeah. Cover it with butter, put a big stick of butter on the inside. Yeah. And then you spray it real good to kind of seal everything in and then you just bake it. It's um, so good, and it turns out really pretty. It's yeah, like the very really iconic, perfect-looking turkey. Yeah. If you're ever worried about your turkey, if you've had dry turkeys in the past, yeah. or you're, like, hosting for the first time and you're concerned about the turkey, this is a really great one to yes. do because it works with any size turkey. It works so good. And it people will, people will have literally said to us, um, like last year we had a family mm-hmm. thing, uh, a Friendsgiving, I yes. guess, with another couple in our church system out of town uh, at my brother and sister-in-law's house, and he said... The turkey's never my favorite part. Yeah, I know. Same. This, I never really liked yeah, turkey up until when I found that turkey. Dry, like mm-hmm. the breast is always dry, or yeah. this and that. It's just it's hard. 
this turkey will change your mind about turkey. Yes, it it's, will. And I've had deep fried turkey, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. It's not as good it's as this. It's not as good. No. This is the best turkey. So Jerry's going to try to smoke our turkey oh, this yeah. year. So I'm nervous because you can't beat that kind. That mm-hmm. turkey recipe is so good. But I, So I'm still going to do the whole mm-hmm. routine, like yeah. the dry brine the night before mm-hmm. and do like everything that we normally do, but then we're just going to put it in the smoker. So I'm like, it probably will still be really good. Because um, I'm pretty sure the dry brine situation is what makes it that's salt awesome. Is what, yeah, that salt is what tenderizes it all yeah. the way down. Yeah, all it'll just down. have a little bit different of a mm-hmm. um, flavor with yeah. the smoking, yeah, with the chips and stuff. Yeah. But um, I'm excited to try something that different. sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, what else? Uh, we like carrot souffle. What is that? So I saw, I saw that on your notes. I'm like, what is carrot souffle? Yes, um, this is actually, if you ever heard of Piccadilly's, it's kind of like a... A JNS cafeteria or something like that. It's not. There's not many around anymore. Is that a restaurant? Piccadilly's? Yes, it's okay. a restaurant. And this, so this particular recipe comes from Piccadilly's, but it's a. Uh, it's basically you just walk through and you like pick out what you want from behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's cooks behind the, the buffet that are giving you stuff, and then you pay for it at the end. So it's their recipe. If you if anybody mm-hmm. knows Piccadilly, but it's it's take carrots, soften them, boil them, you know, until they're soft. You whip them up. And you add sugar, butter, um, salt, things like that to make it kind of a sweet thing. And then you put it into casserole dish, make it a casserole. Mm-hmm. You can also do little ramekins if you want to do something yeah. like that. That'd be uh, cute. Individual ones. I yeah. what to do with all those ramekins I have. Yeah. Um, cover it with powdered sugar, and that might be towards the end. But you bake that, so it makes kind of like a like a sweet potatoy type. Hmm. But it's but it's blended, mm-hmm. so it's not chunky like yeah. you know. Some sweet Is there anything on top of it like nuts? Powdered sugar. You powdered can sugar. do nuts. Okay. We don't do nuts. Yeah. Um, but um, powdered sugar is just mm-hmm. right on top. That sounds really good. It's really good, and it's carrots. Yeah. You know, we use two, three pounds of carrots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have to get a bunch of carrots anyway for How Thanksgiving. How do you so. do? You just mash them up, or what do you do to make them smooth? Well, mash them. You can mash them once they're really, really soft. Mash them and then get. We just get our blender. Too. Oh, okay. Like you, mm-hmm. like you with potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Whip your potatoes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds awesome. It's really good. Any other go-to recipes that you guys traditional Claude family recipes? We have like mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, do you have certain people in your family where like they always bring that or? Um, my Casey, my sister-in-law, will make the potatoes. She's a really good potato maker. Okay. Uh, so she usually does the potatoes. Andy, we usually do the turkey and the carrot souffle. Mm-hmm. I like to do the sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we you like do to a put sweet potato casserole? Or? Yeah, we yeah. usually put marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. I usually, again, can't put any nuts in it, but mm-hmm. we do just marshmallows on top at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, what pie? Do you do pies? We like to do the pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. And I did a pecan pie one year, which is, but... I think it was the only one. There's maybe one other person eating yeah. it. Um, we do, do pecan that. pie bars at Thanksgiving, which are really good. It's like the shortbread on bottom and oh, then the good. typical yeah. uh, pecan pie filling on top. But, so this year I started doing, I, I always just did pecan pie with corn syrup, and then I was like, there's probably a healthier way, not so toxic way to do this. Right, yeah. But it's, the problem is it's not quite as good as when you use corn syrup, but it's a maple syrup recipe, and it's oh, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So it avoids the corn syrup, but you know, it's Thanksgiving, just do the corn syrup one. (laughs) It's a one day, right? It is. So we always do pecan pie bars and then pumpkin pie. That's good. Yep. Any other go-to recipes? Do you do rolls? Yes, I um, I might actually make them this year. I'm, I'm getting into bread making this year, so I might actually try to make them Yeah, your bread's been super good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we usually just did like the sweet Hawaiian rolls sometimes, or no, the, um, the take and bake ones. 
I've done the Sister Schubert ones when yes. I buy them. The those Sister really Schubert good. ones are really good, yeah, I think. those are really good. So we always do, we do your turkey recipe, mm-hmm. and then we do, um, my mom always makes this dish that it's like <laughs> so weird, but we have to make it every single year. It's lime jello salad, really? and it's like lime jello with cream cheese and a can of pineapple, and I think there's whipped cream in it. And it's just lime jello salad. So there's always this green square dish of jello, but we have to have it at the holidays. Sorry, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, my is grandma it made on it. Top or is it mixed in? Nope, it's mixed in. That's cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's just one of those. My grandma always made it, and for some reason we just yeah. can't have a holiday unless it's there. And we all eat it, um, yeah. and we kind of like it. But it's it's definitely one of those that not many people have at Thanksgiving, but we have to have it at our Thanksgiving okay. table. Yeah, you have to. That's the way it is. Yeah, and then let's see what else we do. My mother-in-law, Marsha, makes a really good sweet potato casserole mm. um, that tastes like dessert. It's one of those, like, really super yeah. yummy kind. Those are awesome. Um, my sister-in-law, Kim, always makes um, – she makes really good cakes. I did an episode with her so mm-hmm. about baking, but she yep. makes awesome cakes. And she usually does some kind of a dessert. Let's see what else. I'm, I'll pull up our menu. I have our menu on my phone. I was just texting our friends – or our family, I mean, last mm-hmm. night. Okay, so we usually do dumplings, too. Do you really? guys do dumplings? Is that a part of your Thanksgiving? No. Deviled eggs is Jared's, yes. like, one of his favorite yeah. things. I was asking him too. the other day, I was like, what do you want to make sure that we have at Thanksgiving? And he's like, deviled eggs. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. definitely on our, on our to-do. Which is Valor's favorite, too. He loves deviled eggs. Nice. And then creaming casserole, pecan pie bars, rolls. And then I usually do, like, a little hors d'oeuvres tray with the tiny pickles and black olives and green olives and cheese cubes and yeah. things. Mashed potatoes, the lime jello salad and dressing. And then this year, I found a recipe that I'm gonna I'm gonna do like four o'clock. It's gonna be like drinks and apps. So okay. I'm gonna make these Thanksgiving margaritas, which I'm excited Fun. to try. And then I found an appetizer that is the little phyllo tiny shells, and it's like brie cheese mm-hmm. and pomeg- and rosemary and pomegranate. Okay. Um, pearls on top. Nice. They look very cute and Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, they they look right super the festive. That's yeah. nice. And they um they look yummy. So aren't they cute? Oh yeah, those look good. Yeah, and then um this is our margaritas we're gonna try. That's fun. What's in that? That has let's see apple cider, pear juice, tequila, orange liqueur, and then you do salt on the rim, and yeah. then you can you make like a simple syrup. Or a, and a lime wedge. Okay. And then you garnish it with cinnamon sticks and ice. So sounds fun. I'm excited. It seems festive. So do you do a later dinner or do you do like a midday dinner? So this di- this year we're going to do the 4 o'clock apps and drinks time and then like 5.30ish probably okay. our meal. That's nice. So we usually do l- noontime lunch meal. Yeah. Um, but this year we're going to do evening and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I like the prospect of probably happier children than yes. the nap time. Yes, with the nap time, and maybe you don't have to wake up quite so yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, and just can kind of space out things a little bit throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. And then we're going to do Jared's family, actually, this will be Saturday, and then Jared's family actually on Thanksgiving, oh, and nice. that'll be normal time. So I'm excited for that. But, yeah, I'm with holidays, it's like I think it's the best if you plan as much ahead as you possibly can yes. so that you can actually enjoy the day, especially if you have little kids. It's right. like you have a lot of tasks to do just on normal days. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can make in the weeks leading up mm-hmm. and stick in the freezer or if you can, like, make your dough ahead of time, yeah. if you're going to make rolls, if you're going to make 
casserole can you make it the day before and just heat it up will it be as good or like that lime jello salad thing like that can be made the day before Mm -hmm. pies can be made the day before yes if you're hosting um becky and lexi were just texting with me last night about like okay this is Lexi's first year hosting. She's just like, tell me all the tips. So we were like thinking through like, Mm -hmm. okay, if your house is ready, can get your house ready if you're hosting Mm -hmm. the days before so that you can just like do like little last minute things the day of, um, Mm -hmm. but everything that you can think of before the actual day so that on the actual day, you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I treat it like kind of like I do Sundays, like, how can I even get the clothes laid out? Like, anything I can do leading up to that so that on the actual day we can just enjoy it. Well, and also, Nancy Wilson talks about this, too, of of things like that when you you expect big companies, big things Mm -hmm. like that, to expect one or two, sometimes even curveballs. Yeah. Things that that could go wrong and how to respond so that when they come, it's, oh, here you are. There is the, you know, the curveball here. That's a great... So being that, proactive. Yes. So that you're not caught blindsided. Yeah. You might not know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you do. Maybe it's, you know, the turkey's not done on time. Yeah. And everything else is getting cold. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah. are you going <laughs> to deal with that? Or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody spills your, your, the red juice all over their carpet. Yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah, whatever. Laugh but it off. Laugh it off. Mm-hmm. And fix it and move on. Mm-hmm. Becky talked about that in our mm-hmm. little text thread yesterday. Just mm-hmm. about, okay... What's why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Am I doing yeah. this to glorify God and to bless my family, right. or am I doing this to have the prettiest table setting that right. anyone has ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Blow everyone's mind again, with my table setting, right. or to honor the Lord and to bless my family. Mm-hmm. So just being proactive in your thinking and yes. preparing for that, knowing that something's probably going to go wrong, mm-hmm. and you still want to honor the Lord when something goes wrong. Yeah, because ultimately, at the end of the day, gratitude, right? That's yeah, what, that's yeah. Things about mm-hmm. grateful for what we have. Yeah, and. uh blessing God, thanking God for the blessings that he's given us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. It's fun. So, yeah, bring out the bre- the best wine, feast yes. to the glory of God, mm-hmm. be a blessing to the people around you. Give thanks. Anything else that you want to add for today? So. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks this was awesome. Me. You did such a good job. And we're going to put on the Fruitful and Fearless website the recipe that you mentioned at the beginning, and I'll put a link to that um, process for how to do the turkey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, that's good. Cool. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye.